You're listening to Jet Nation Radio, the official podcast of JetNation.com. The largest independent fan site in the NFL. Be sure to check out our forums and talk all things Jets with thousands of other diehard Jets fans. Now to get you up to date on all the latest Jets news, notes, and quotes, here are your hosts, Glenn Naughton, Dylan Terriman, and Alex Varallo. Good evening, Jets fans. I am Glenn Naughton. This is Jet Nation Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are a day late today, but that is by design with the Jets trimming their roster to 53 last night. We did not want to go live while guys were still being cut and things were a bit more unsettled. Uh, we wanted to give time for the dust to settle. was hoping that at some point <clears throat> we would hear some names of guys who will be coming and going uh, today because, as you know, the drill. Teams will cut down to 53, and then the following day place waiver claims on guys who will let go by other teams uh, to fill in some of their their the holes on their roster. So the Jets are at 53, and the surprise move of the day, uh, really a couple of them at the same position at tight end. Um, we'll, we'll start there because that's where the Jets made a trade, uh, shipping my guy, Chris Herndon. It stings. It does sting. I'm not going to lie. Chris Herndon shipped off to the Minnesota Vikings uh, along with a sixth-round draft pick in exchange for a four. So not bad in terms of the return for what what uh, what Chris Herndon has done of late, which you know, being honest, not much. But I still, I'm just one of those guys. I still see the potential there. I know that uh, there are not many of us, but I think uh, I, I think he's a better player than he gets credit for. And I wish the guy well in Minnesota. So Herndon moves on. He is now a Viking. And uh, interesting thing I, I thought that I had, though, obviously it's one of those things. There's no way to know it. But I thought to myself, if Joe Douglas were to try to trade Tyler Croft tomorrow, could he get a fourth-round pick for Tyler Croft? Um, I'm not sure that he could. I'm, I'm not sure how many teams would be willing to give up a, a fourth for Croft. But listen, it doesn't matter at this point. He's the starting tight end for the Jets. Uh, Joe Douglas has made his decision, and now we just we move on. We move forward. So, as I said, um, a few surprises, and we'll just we'll run down the roster now, starting, you know, top to bottom. We'll do we'll do the fifty three guys who are currently listed, um, and we'll mention a couple guys who are probably going to be first to go um, for guys who don't make it. Because as I said, expect some moves in a couple different spots. So the only surprise at quarterback, um, well, I guess that it wasn't a surprise, really, was it? Um, was Mike White winning the backup job, which we kind of knew? Uh, he, you know, he was getting the reps, the the back, the huge chunk of backup reps in camp and in preseason games. Um, but the Jets cut James Morgan; he's gone. Um, I don't even. I'm not even sure he's a practice squad candidate, to be honest. Um, if he does, may I, I would think that might be Joe Douglas trying to um, soften the blow of having to release a quarterback the year after he drafted him. But as I said, following that final preseason game against the Giants, it was almost as if the Jets were trying to hide James Morgan. Um, you know, the game was it, it wasn't a it wasn't a forty point blowout, and it's preseason, right? It's evaluation time. If James Morgan hasn't thrown a lot of passes at the pro level, and you have him in the game. 
you would expect at least a 50-50 split, run-pass split, right? Um, no, that wasn't the case. James Morgan, I think, threw three or four passes. on the, And on that final drive where the Jets, you know, held the ball for a long time, they just ran down the clock. And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, are you, are you going to let James Morgan throw a ball here? And, they, and I think the, the one pass they let him through, complete duck, um, fell to the ground, incomplete. So I think he threw three balls. I think he went one for three or something like that. I'm um, going off the top of my head, and I just woke up after a night shift. So forgive me if I, if I missed on that. But um, look, Morgan gone, Mike White in. Uh, does that mean the Jets won't add a quarterback? Absolutely not. Again, anything possible at this point uh, with, with some of the names that are floating around out there. And we'll, we'll touch on a few of those. Uh, not going to go super in-depth. Uh, let's see. So that's White. And, of course, so Zach Wilson, his team. And we football starts, what do we got? What, a, 10 days, 11 days? And football will be upon us. Zach Wilson, real bullets flying. We'll see how the kid does. Jets fans are very excited, and rightfully so. So what will be what will the supporting cast around Zach Wilson look like? All right, so you've got um, Wilson at quarterback, then your running backs. For my money, I've been saying this for a while now, I think Ty Johnson should be the starter. Will he be? It may not matter if, the, if this is similar to what the Niners did in San Francisco. Um, we're going to see running backs almost deployed equally. So we'll see how that goes. Well, Michael Piran, some people were a little bit upset that he made it. Listen, I, I've been a big detractor since they took him. Um, just a, I just, I'm just not a huge fan of taking running backs if they're not sort of explosive, dynamic guys, <clears throat> which Piran did not look like at all as a rookie. Look, I thought he was one of the most improved players in this camp uh, from last year. So I didn't mind seeing Piran make it. Tevin Coleman, obviously, I mean, not obviously, honestly, is a, a guy, if I had to get rid of one of the backs, it might be him. Uh, we didn't see a lot of him. He was hurt last year. Um, I, I don't know. I would have preferred to see that roster spot go to somebody. I, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to. I had Coleman on my final 53. But uh, not, a, not a huge fan of that signing. And maybe just because we haven't, he's sort of been invisible in camp. You know, he's dinged up, didn't play a whole lot. Uh, didn't hear his name a whole lot during training camp, and he, he just kind of forgot about him for a little while. But anyway, it's going to be Johnson, P. Ryan, Coleman, Carter, not necessarily in that order. Carter to get plenty of run. Um, I expect all of them. Uh, P. Ryan will probably, I would expect him to be uh, last on the team in carries. I think he'll get, you know, he'll be the short yardage, goal line type guy uh, out of the backfield. Fullback, you've got uh, Trevon Wesco, who, you know, can double as a tight end. And they might need him to. I mean, they have to make a move there. This was when I when I said we would start with tight end because of the trade and some other surprise moves. They cut Ryan Griffin and Daniel Brown. That's it. Like if Trevon West goes at fullback, they have one tight end on the roster right now. So expect more moves there. There were a few guys let go who kind of you know there was some speculation that these are guys that uh, that would fit in with the Jets. And you know we're, we're going to have to wait and see because. You can't. You're not going into the season with one tight end, and you just you had you started the day with four tight ends. You ended with one. Um, and again, that that depends largely on how you view Trayvon Wesco. I still see a lot of people calling him a, a tight end, but as far as I'm concerned, the guy's he's a fullback. That's that's where he's going to play this year. 
He might see some reps at tight end, but expect some moves by the end of today where the Jets, you know, that, that's the, uh, they've still got the number two priority in terms of waiver claims. So if they see a guy they like, the Jets have a very good chance of getting the, the guys that they plan on targeting. A lot of people talking about Zach Ertz. Uh, listen, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, Zach Ertz was a very good player with the Eagles, but I'm looking at it like the guy's 30 years old. Uh, he was injured last year, and he set career lows in almost every ma- meaningful statistical category. Uh, now, of course, because he missed games, of course, his receptions were down. Uh, but career low in touchdowns, which you know, I only bring that up because his, previously it was two. Like, 11 games is enough to score you know, two or three touchdowns. Uh, Ertz had one touchdown last year, and in terms of yards per game, yards per catch, as I said, touchdowns, just across the board, all career lows. Uh, he was under 10 yards per reception at 9-3. That was the first time that ever happened in his career. Only one touchdown. Uh, what did I say? His yards per game, 30 yards per game, 50% catch rate which is, again, another career low. So I don't I – mean, well, I, I take that back. He, he had a lower yards per game as a rookie when, uh, when he only started three games. So and from the time he's become a starter, career low in yards per reception, career low in touchdowns, career low in yards per game, and career low in yards per target. So every single aspect of his game declined. He's 30 years old. He's coming off being hurt. And I'm, everybody's, get Zach Ertz. Go get Ertz. Oh, man. Listen, this isn't, I remember two years ago, I forget, because I liked Ertz. I, when I lived in Philly, uh, well, just outside of Philly for a few years, I got to see quite a bit of him. Like him a lot as a player. But I remember hearing people starting to say, you know, that they thought he lost a step before this season, so before the 2020 season. Uh, now, I'm not going to pretend I watched a whole bunch of him, and, and I know that to be the case, but I know his, his production kind of suggests. And, and listen, maybe it was the injury. Maybe you roll the dice. If you can get him for a six or a seven, I guess you do it. Uh, but I don't see Philly doing that. And I guess uh, if Joe Douglas wants to go out and give up a, a four or a five for a 30-year-old coming off an injury in his worst season, not the most, uh, not, not the best approach. Um, so we'll see. Tanner Hudson was a guy let go by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've seen his name thrown around a little bit. Uh, hasn't really done a whole lot as a pro. Uh, I don't know if there's another deal in the works for Ertz. And we're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. So tight end, that's it, man. Tyler Croft, that's it. He's the only guy. Again, Wesco fullback. And we'll see what happens in terms of uh, in terms of any deals in the coming hours. Wide receiver, the number we kept throwing around the show uh, with Dylan and Alex, who obviously aren't here today. Uh, we are we are sort of recording at a weird time because we, we wanted to get a show out as quickly as possible after the after the 53. None of us were able to do it last night. I literally just woke up and I'm, I'm knocking this one out before I head into work again. But wide receiver, the biggest surprise there um, was probably Jeff Smith. He's a guy I've said from the outset of camp that I wanted one of the Smiths to make it. I wanted Vince, Vincent or Jeff to make it. Jeff's the guy. You can, you can look at my tweet history from the time McCagnan signed this guy. Uh, love the speed. Love the fact that he's gone through so much. Um, you know, even as a rookie, 
didn't see the field in preseason but still stuck, and that's, that's, that's two head coaches ago. And I even said back then, I said, I said the Jets see something in this guy that they really like. How often do you see an undrafted rookie free agent come into camp, miss all of camp because of injury, and still make the roster? Um, Jeff Smith did that. Jeff Smith is still around, still standing. Um, I, I did start to wonder during the final preseason game, they must have run at least three, if not four, jet sweeps to Jeff Smith. And by the third one, I was like, there, there's something specific they want to see from this guy tonight that they're looking at um, to see if he'll make the roster. And, uh, and he made it. So good for him. Uh, he, like I said, was the big surprise in the group. No other surprises. Corey Davis is, uh, of course, your one. Keelan Cole, some believe, is the two. I think that'll be Elijah Moore by the time all said and done. Jameson Crowder, who I still would not rule out being traded, especially given some of the needs the Jets have and his value as a trade chip. And, hey, Denzel Mims made the roster, everybody. Can you believe it? I, I mean, all the talk, all the Denzel Mims, he's running with the, he's running with the, with the seventh string. He's running with the tenth string. He can't catch anything. He's not made for this offense. He, he's hurt. He didn't do anything as a rookie. Denzel Mims was never not making this team. The only way Denzel Mims wasn't going to be on the team is if another team that liked him last year said, yeah, he does fit our offense better than yours. We'll give you back the second you gave up for him. Then maybe, maybe the Jets would have considered it. But the thought of him just not making the roster, get out of here. That, that just wasn't going to happen. And I'm so sure of myself that uh, now watch, he'll get, be the first guy to go when they pick somebody up. But he won't. Denzel Mims. Tall, explosive, dynamic, can high point the ball, can run after the catch. Second year of his rookie deal, Denzel Mims is staying put unless someone blows you away with a trade offer. Uh, and I, Braxton Berrios made the cut, who I wondered about a couple weeks ago because he was dinged up. I uh, missed, missed a decent little chunk of camp. And prior to that, we weren't hearing his name at all. At least I, I didn't – if we did, it was, it was few and far between, um, unlike minicamp where he was every day. It was, you know, Wilson to Berrios, Wilson to Berrios, Wilson to Berrios. And then in recent weeks, or in the last couple of weeks of camp, um, Berrios was hurt. And prior to being hurt, we weren't hearing his name, and I was starting to wonder. Um, but he's hanging around, so good for him. Another, I mean, you could do a lot worse for a fifth or sixth or, well, even seventh receiver, depending on how you deploy guys. So Berrios makes the cut for now. And that brings us to the O-line, where at offensive tackle, no surprises there. Fant, uh we, we still don't know who the starter at right tackle is, but you've got Beckton on the left side, Fant and uh, Morgan Moses battling it out on the right side, and Chuma Adoga makes the cut. So, again, Adoga missed a chunk because of injuries, but he made the cut, so that's a good sign. We'll see if he stays. And again, it maybe is he another trade chip? We shall see. But Fant, Adoga, Moses, Beckton are the tackles for now. Uh, <clears throat> at the guard spots... Jimmy Murray was let go. That was, the, that was a big surprise to me because he got a ton of reps in preseason. He's a guy I felt like they were bringing along who might get a shot. So on the interior, we've got Elijah Vera Tucker, who should be your starting left guard. Connor McGovern, who will be your starting center. Uh, Greg Van Roten, who will be your right guard. And then the backups, we've got uh, McDermott's listed. I think he might go to IR. I, I feel like they said the severity of, injury, of his injury was pretty, pretty good. Uh, and by good, I mean very bad. Um, so I think McDermott may be an IR candidate. Dan Feeney, unfortunately, made the roster. He was a disaster. 
but sometimes, listen, as a, if you don't follow Dan Leberfeld on Jets Twitter, um, at Jets Whispers, he, uh, he, this is something he brings up every year. It's a, sort of a sticks in his craw a little bit. Uh, guys who hang around based solely on draft slot or salary, and I would definitely put Feeney in the latter, uh, those two categories. Just not a very good player, but they're not going to cut him and eat $3 million. You just uh, pray to God that the, the guy doesn't get to step on the field this year, at least not uh, during any important uh, situations. So that's uh, that's your O-line. I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a move there on the interior because, yeah, I think McDermott goes to IR. Um, and then you, uh, then you got, you got to get a body in there because having only Feeney, there's just, they're just not, you might bring in two guys to be honest. Um, so there, there are obviously some, some guys who are candidates to be cut along the defensive line. You've got, of course, Quinn and Williams and Sheldon Rankins on the inside. Jonathan Marshall, the rookie makes it. No surprise there. Nathan Shepard. I didn't think Shepard was going to make it. I thought he would be a guy who was let go just because they were so deep on the interior. Um, so he makes it. So credit to him for that. And now defensive end, and Dylan messaged me about this one a little while ago. Um, they got to do something there. They've got four on the roster. Of course, the two uh, the two that we expected, JFM, John Franklin Myers, and Bryce Huff. Uh, then, of course, Shaq Lawson, who they traded for. I didn't love that deal. I, should, I guess I should cover that. We haven't done a show since they made that deal. My first, My initial reaction was, this is dumb. Uh, not the most productive guy. Just, you know, bring some, bring in, let some of your own guys battle it out. But then, you know, listen, it's a sixth-round pick. You're getting a starting NFL player for a six. He's not great, but you, you generally, you know, anytime you can give up a day three pick and get a guy who's proven he can play in the league, I, I don't have much of an issue with that. So I kind of softened on that a little bit. Lawson made it. But Jabari Zuniga made it. Now, he's another guy I'm thinking IR. Uh, but whether he goes on IR or not, they need another defensive end. Uh, maybe maybe a couple, maybe a tweener. Find a guy who plays linebacker, defensive end. Because this group is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this group is too thin. Uh, that's a really thin group. Uh, you know, even if you're rotating guys out heavily. Austin, yeah, the Zuniga one surprised me. He was, he's been, he's just, I, I'm, I'm so rarely do I write a guy off after a year. But I just can't see Zuniga being a player. He's been so bad. So bad. Um, so also on the D-line, uh, Fuller runs a Fadakasi, which everyone expected. He was a monster in that final preseason game. You just love having that guy in the middle. So, you know, again, Quinn Williams, Rankins, Fadakasi, Marshall joining them in the middle. Shepard stays. And then uh, Lawson Huff, Zuniga at the defensive end spots. Uh, and, Huff, yeah, Lawrence Huff. Sorry, Lawson. Huff Zuniga on the uh, on the outside with John Franklin Myers on the well at defensive end. So that's your tackle and end spots. Linebacker, linebacker. They went. Uh, they carried as many bodies as I expected. Um, but I really thought. Well, I guess they didn't. I expected Noah Dawkins to make it, and he didn't. Noah Dawkins, Citadel product, who I really liked, had himself. I thought a good preseason. Uh, there were a few, uh, you know insiders or, you know, beat guys who I'm, I'm sure had Dawkins making it, as did I, but uh, didn't pan out that way. So, of course, you've got Mosley starting on the inside or a middle linebacker. Hans and Nasruddin will play on the one side and Jamie and Sherwood on the other. So a couple rookies surrounding Mosley. Jared Davis will be a short-term IR uh, guy. He'll miss up to six weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And Blake Cashman, who I've, I've kind of said all along, if he stayed healthy, I think he makes it because of his versatility. And uh, that's it. You got to like the guy. I, I hope he just stays healthy. Stay on the damn field, Blake. Have yourself a nice year. Um, you know, establish yourself as a player. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So that's the linebacker. Again, not a ton there. And you're just anxious to see C.J. Mosley in a, a live, meaningful game. He looked nice in the preseason. Uh, didn't play you know, didn't didn't play much in the last I don't think he didn't play in the last game. A lot of guys didn't. Um, but still, a nice preseason from Mosley. And you just hope he bounces back and, and has himself a nice year. So that brings us uh, to safety, where there, there were one or two surprises. Um, I should say one surprise. So May, of course, makes it along with Joyner and Davis. And I'm looking at the roster now. He's probably probably listed as a DB. Let me scroll down here. No, they listed Isaiah Dunn as a DB. Uh, missing something here. Um, so that'll bring us to corner. Uh, I just mentioned Isaiah Dunn. Uh, he stuck, which is a little bit. I mean, they obviously like the guy. We've talked about it. We've talked about how he got the big, the big signing bonus. You know, the big UDFA signing bonus. Uh, but he was terrible in the games. I mean, he was really bad. But uh, that this is where I wonder if there's a move coming at corner. Carrying eight corners. Um, bless Austin, the presumed starter on one side. I still, I'm still adamant that should be Brandon Eccles. Uh, so you've got Austin, you've got Eccles, and of course Bryce Hall will start on the other side. Uh, Michael Carter the second and Javelin Guidry. That gives you two uh, two guys who can play the nickel. Jason Pinnock, the rookie out of Pitt. And Justin Hardy, which when I did my 53, honestly, Justin Hardy is another guy. Tevin Coleman, like haven't I don't think I heard his name all of camp for anything good, bad, or otherwise. Um, you know, maybe once or twice. Not enough. I completely blanked on him when I did my roster, my fifty-three. I didn't have him on there. I looked at the next day. I was like, they gave this guy a deal to be one of the best special teams coverage guys in the NFL. He's gonna be on the roster, um, and so he is. Uh, so no surprise there. Just like I said, the surprise at corner is the number of guys they're carrying. I didn't think we'd see that many stick, but that many did. And then, of course, the specialists. You're going to have Hennessy as your long snapper, Mann as your punter, and Amendola as your kicker. And I, I believe that's it. I'm going to scroll up the roster here, make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, no, no huge surprises other than, like I said, going down to one tight end. So you got to figure there'll be a move there. Uh, there should be a move at defensive end at at least one body, and, um, you know, there, there's even, there's not really, there aren't really, you know, you don't have that, like I said, the, the, the tweener. You don't have a a linebacker on the roster. Let's see. Yeah, you don't have a linebacker on the roster. And by the way, I mentioned him a minute ago, uh, Dan Leberfeld, that Jets whispers. I'll give him some credit. He, uh, he nailed it uh, a couple days before the trade. While we were all saying the Jets have nobody at tight end, uh, I guess I guess this all depends on your definition of depth. Uh, but Dan said the Jets are deep at tight end. Maybe they make a deal with the Vikings, who were banged up at the position. And uh, boom, 48 hours later, the Jets and Vikings are pulling off a trade. So good job for him. But uh, there we go, folks. That's that's it. They, the, the one thing I wanted to discuss, which I thought was absolutely bananas, um, and you know, when when you follow the draft and and, and cover it as closely as, as we do on the show, uh, a lot of prospects. You fall in love with a lot of prospects. There were 
three or four guys cut yesterday that I was shocked. Um, Seth Williams, the receiver out of Auburn, I couldn't believe that. I really liked that guy. I thought he was a mid to late round pick. I think he ended up going in the sixth. I'm not sure. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he was let go yesterday. Shocking to me. Might have even been the day before. I think uh, he was he was one of the first guys on the first day team started letting people go. So he's gone. I believe the Broncos cut him. And then Daz Newsom out of North Carolina, a guy who was a really good player in college, very productive, you know, smallish guy, but was willing to take a hit across the middle, uh, really good hands, very sudden guy. He'd gone, cut after his first training camp. Um, who was the other one? Quincy Roche, the defensive end. He might be a guy the Jets go after. Uh, defensive end out of Miami. He was he was very highly thought of early on in the draft process. I remember seeing his name um, as a projected sort of first-round guy, and then it started to drop and drop and drop, and he ended up going pretty late. That's, uh, that, that's, a, that's an interesting name to keep an eye on. So I would, that would be, you know, that's worth, that, as I said, that's worth keeping an eye on. Um, not Jets related, but how surprising was the Cam Newton thing? That was uh, the uh, New England Patriots part ways with Cam Newton. And uh, there are some people who think that there may have been something uh, something to do with his vaccine status. And there are teams. The, the, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars said it. They were taking into consideration vaccinated players uh, when they were keep when they were putting their rosters together. So as I think it was Albert Breer, I think it was Breer. Somebody tweeted out, um, it's going to be a rough time for unemployed, unvaccinated players. Teams don't want guys who are going to cost them games because they won't get the vaccine. Um, that was uh, that was really surprising to me. So again, the Jets have to address some spots, but uh, I'm just having a quick stroll. Or scroll, if you will, through the old uh, let's see, the the old Twitter feed here to see if I missed any moves that the Jets made uh, while I was, uh, like I said, I popped up out of bed, scrolled through Twitter real quick, checked some headlines, didn't see anything uh, anything pop up in terms of moves that they made. Um, oh yeah, Benardrick McKinney. I don't know if if you guys missed that. He's a guy who the Jets and uh, Redskins are supposedly interested in. He was the Dolphins traded for him and then dumped him, and I think he was in the Shaq Lawson trade. So that'd be a little bit uh, that'd be a little bit weird. Um, not something you see every day, trading for two guys who were traded for each other, um, in you know with who both were let go in the same offseason after being acquired. So yeah, nothing nothing huge brewing. In Jets land right now, but as we said, there will be moves in the coming days. Uh, a lot of trades yesterday. Herndon, again, the only one for the Jets. I would, again, keep an eye on the – let's see. Oh. I would I'd keep an eye on, on Jamison Crowder and Jabari Zuniga, who I think will be either IR or let go, which would leave the Jets with three defensive ends. So it's funny, man. It's it's wild. Teams will go through an entire preseason with the numbers they've got, especially at tight end. You went through preseason with four tight ends, and then 
on roster cut down day, boom, three of them gone just like that. So the Jets obviously didn't think very much of those guys. Now, do keep in mind, of course, the injury or sorry, the, the status of the veterans. Those guys' deals aren't guaranteed if they're not on the roster week one. So some of them may be brought back. You might see Ryan Griffin brought back. I'm not uh I'm not entirely sure of that. He again wasn't a very productive guy last year. You could do worse as a depth player at tight end, but uh I'm just a, a little bit surprised. I mean I look raw and I listen, I'm not I'm not um I'm not ripping Tyler Croft here. I've I've said several times that I thought he would sort of make a nice one two punch with Chris Herndon. Um but this is a guy who started nine games over the last three years. He's he's been essentially a backup player. Um he's had one year where he had over four hundred yards. And he's the only tight end on the roster right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, It's kind of crazy when you think about it. But, as I said, if you look back at that year when he had over 400 yards with the Bengals, he had uh, 42 catches. He looked pretty good. He looked like a guy, and I I said during the offseason, he's one of those guys that you look at and say, never really given a chance when he did get a, a small window, a small opportunity to perform. Um, He played much better than you would than you would think if you looked at his career numbers. So maybe the Jets are just the first team to look at him and say, we view this guy as our tight end one. And maybe there's something cooking with Zach Ertz. Who knows? We will see. Like I said, Ertz is a guy you could do, you could do worse. But I'm, I don't get super pumped when you're saying we've got one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. We're building around this quarterback. And we're going to give up assets for a 30-year-old guy coming off his worst career year. Um, and again, maybe that's related to the injuries. Maybe Zach Ertz comes back and looks more like the guy he was three years ago or even two years ago than the guy he was last year. I really have no idea. want to thank our sponsor, Miles Social. Uh, I'm not even I, – I thought I kicked the show off, and I just looked at it and realized I, uh, I hadn't done the read. So my apologies, Miles. But, yes, Miles Social. Uh, for help managing all the social media platforms for your business, contact Mile Social at milesocial.com. That's M-I-L-E social.com. Mile Social, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram, Mile Social has got you covered. So go to milesocial.com. Check it out. See what they can do for you and your business. So that's, um, that's going to wrap this one up, folks. This was just a quick roster recap. Uh, was hoping there'd be some moves to discuss this morning. Um, still, uh, what, I don't even know what time it is. It's it's morning-ish, Eastern Standard Time. What is it, 20 after 9? Yeah, so it's uh, still pretty early. So in the coming hours, expect some moves. Get active on Twitter. Uh, follow myself at AceFan23, AceFan23. Follow Dylan. Follow Alex. Alex at NYJetLife. And then, of course, Dylan, who is at uh, D. Terraman, T-E-R-E-M-A-N, at D. Terraman for Dylan, at NYJetsLife24 for Alex, and at AceFan23 for me. And listen, it's been a crazy couple months. If you're a regular listener to the show, you're probably thinking, why do they even <laughs> announce all three of their names? They're never all there together anymore. Uh, we're trying to work through that, and we will uh, at some point all of us be on the air. But even off the air, those guys are uh, valuable parts of the team, contributing both 
to the site, JetNation.com. If you're not on JetNation.com message boards, get on there. Uh, most active message board, most active Jets message board on the internet. Uh, and they're, they're so, I mean, they're, they're, there's the obvious things that are awesome about JetNation.com. Just, just the sheer volume, the number of fans that are on there, the number of topics that get discussed. But uh, they got a pretty long leash. I've over the years, I've for random various reasons, I've looked at other teams' message boards very briefly, and I see people getting banned and blocked and locked and kicked out for like the smallest stuff. Uh, Jet Nation, look, they, you know, they, they don't do politics. If you talk about politics, you're going to get yourself kicked out. If you, if, you know, any any abusive, racist, you know, derogatory language. Other than that, though, you can criticize the team, you can criticize the players, you can criticize the coaches. You can you can speak your mind. So uh, tip of the cap to Jet Nation for letting people uh, say what they want and not being uh, overbearing or uh, overreaching with their, uh, you know, being able to keep people quiet. Uh, kind of a refreshing thing this day and age. So check out JetNation.com. Get on the forums. Interact with the fans. And uh, and have a great time. It's uh, It's an exciting time to be a Jets fan. I know I can't wait for the 12th. Uh, reality sunk in the other. Here's my dilemma with the London game. I'm, you know, I should be going to that game. Hand, n- no reason not to, other than the fact. Uh, promise my wife and kids it would be the four of us. Uh, not, it's weird. I, I, it would piss me off to only get to one Jets game in the last however many years and not be close to the action. Uh, and if I want to be close to the action right now, you're talking like a couple thousand dollars for four tickets. And I'm just like, Jesus, do I really, I'm going to be aggravated if I go and, and I'm in the nosebleeds for the one game I get to attend. I would almost rather be on my couch um, than be in the nosebleeds at the stadium and paying a couple grand for tickets. Man, I don't know if I got that kind of money. That's, uh, we're going to see. I'm, I may not be going to that Jets game after all, which would, uh, which would suck. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some some little bit of normal normalcy back to our lives and uh, to uh, get back to old MetLife sometime this season. Uh, you know, later sometime down the line, you can justify a couple grand when you're getting a plane ticket um, and a hotel. But you know, two grand for a three-hour football game—that's uh, that's a little steep. So that's it for me tonight. Hopefully, as I said, myself, Dylan, and Alex get things. Uh, Sorted out, as I said, with Dylan's situation, with both of them, really. It's it's 99% of the time when one of us isn't here, it's either my job or their jobs. Dylan's job is just sort of off the wall right now in terms of how busy he is. So he is very engaged with us on social media. We talk a ton, but he just uh, he can't peel away from the job at the moment for the hours, for the time we do the show. Um, Alex, same thing with him, work stuff. So... Miss having all three of us on. Hopefully, at some time in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to do that. But as of tonight, right now, today, it is myself signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, roster's here. A few a few tweaks to be made. And, uh, and then it's football time, folks. So enjoy it. And uh, we waited all year for this, less than a couple weeks to go. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Jet Nation Radio. Glenn is at AceFan23, and Alex is at NYJetsLife24. Until next time, go Jets! 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.